to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokono hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing the light if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines it shines no my light will not just go on hora basaka la mashida bahaya mambro do sagida haya no my light will not just go on it's not enough that you clear you have to be excellent your light no 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 it's, it's not enough that you look before and he has put all the teach a sermon that I struggled to give a title but it had a flaw. Okay, not F L A W but F L O W. So it had a flaw and I'm going to attempt to give a title to it. And this is how it sounded when I tried to give a title to it. Are you ready to write down? It sounded something like this. The moment you realize just how deep the shallow end is is the moment you realize just how much you underestimated the depth of the deep end. So I can say that again like a lecturer. The moment you realize just how deep the shallow end is, the moment you realize just how deep the shallow end is, is the moment you realize just how much you underestimated the depth of the deep end. You see? That's why I couldn't give it a title but I thought we just flow with it. I do I repeat that <clears throat> The moment you realize just how deep the shallow end is comma is the moment you realize just how much you underestimated the depth of the deep end It's going to make sense. Work with me. At the beginning of the year, I stood right here and I told the congregation that the Lord had indicated to me that this year is going to be filled and spelled by a lot of distractions. How many remember that? Um but we did not just know how heavy the distractions were going to be. because we see in part and we prophesy in part and we also prophesy according to measure and faith so the lord indicated and i told people this year is going to be marked by a lot of distractions some will be direct some will be indirect and i urged the congregation towards focus and just as of the 20th of february 2020 bbc reported that the northwestern of england experienced more than a month's worth of rain in what was named storm dennis this so this so hundreds of people living in coastal areas becoming homeless 
everything was drowned and people did not know where to go. As of the 12th of February, 2020, the United Nations under the World Health Organization in their 23rd issue reported that China alone had recorded a total of 44,730 cases of the coronavirus. The USA had been leading economically uh, when you use, I'm talking about the GDP, in terms of the world GDP, as you may know, the United States had been leading and it's, uh, it's the greatest, greatest in this area when we use uh, the nominal uh, GDP, but when you use purchasing power parity, you may agree with me, as was also um, reported by the International Monetary Fund, that China is in fact leading. And by 2034, 2024, it is, it, is, it, is, it is known that it is likely to take over. Now you look at the kind of activities economically that China does to the whole world, but then look at what has happened to it. It means everything else is affected. You probably don't want to go and buy goods there. So you, it's not just a nation that is sick, but everyone else becomes affected. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, let's also remember a few things that happened as of the 3rd of January, 2020. If you had been following a little bit of news, you realize that the President of the United States of America ordered an airstrike on Iran, which saw the death of one of the leading generals. And as a result, Iran also attacked um, about two United States military bases in Iraq. And then there were rumors that there was going to be war. Even as we talk, there's a lot of tension that has been going on between the United States of America and Iran. Now, let's not maybe go too far. Let me bring it a little bit home. The happenings that have been going on, okay? And as of the 22nd of February, 2020, the Inspector, of, uh, the Inspector General of Police, Mr. Kakoma Kanjamba, Kanganja, delivered a press statement, and those who had occasion to look at it may have noticed that according to that report, okay, um, 43 people had been recorded dead due to mob justice. So those are people that have been officially recorded. 11 police infrastructure, that's to mean 11 police stations had been damaged due to public disorder. A recorded total of over 1,500, that's just recorded so far, had been victims of the gassing issue we've all been experiencing. So there's been a lot that has been going on generally, as you can notice in the world. And doesn't this uh, sound familiar uh, with a scripture in the book of Matthew, chapter number 24, verse 3, which states, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of war. Is that sounding familiar? It doesn't end there. He says, that's not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines. That also includes other climatic catastrophes, like the storms that we've been hearing about. He also says, they shall be pestilences. That means sicknesses. 
Then he also says there shall be earthquakes, and these are things that we've been hearing of. Brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you that I, I would like from everything I have said for you to draw a conclusion. And the invariable conclusion we are all drawn to have is that these are the last days. These are more of the final days than not. I personally believe that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is closer. And if the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is, go is going to be delayed, it's going to be for one reason. Now, I only cited this, this knowledge, okay? Because this knowledge is physical knowledge. And this knowledge is what is going on in the, on the ground in other nations and in our own nation. So I only cited this uh, very <laughs> disturbing information, for lack of better terms, to make you understand just how deep the shallow end is. So the world as we see it is not the deep end. It's the shallow end. It's merely a reflection of what's happening in the spirit realm. The Bible teaches that by faith in Hebrews chapter number 11 verse 3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed and fashioned by, by the word of God so that the things that we see were not created by themselves, but the things that we see were in fact created by the things we do not see. Question, if the things that we do not see created the things which we see, which is greater? The things we do not see. So if the shallow end of the world is as deep as all these pestilences and diseases and all these things happening, then what is happening in the realm of the spirit? You must know that the moment you realize just how deep the shallow end is, then probably you underestimated just how deeper the deeper end is. There are things that are happening in the realm of the spirit that we must be awakened to. And as I was about to mention, if there's going to be a reason as to why the Lord Jesus Christ is going to delay, is because he said, until this gospel is preached to the whole world, then shall the end come. Brothers and sisters, you were born not just for Zambia. The world needs to hear the gospel. Ethnicity is shallow-mindedness. It's got a place. But the kingdom looks at greater than the tribe in which we are born. This is why issues of tribalism are strange. People who are Christians must begin talking and they must begin talking the truth. We've been sent to everybody. If the Lord Jesus Christ is going to delay, it's because we are delaying the gospel. But I have a feeling that the pestilences and wars and rumors of wars are not going to reduce. One time the Lord gave me an opportunity to see heaven. An angel came and told me, he looked like a normal guy, and he said, you have to go to heaven. That was in a dream, by the way. He said, you have to go to heaven. And I thought, how did this guy enter the house? So I thought, okay. And I looked the other side. And he insisted. When I looked the other side, I found him. I was like, how did you do that? So he said, you have an appointment to meet the Lord. And long story short, the next thing I noticed was I was on his back and we were moving at the speed of light into the clouds. I have never been afraid like I was that day. And I, I, I thought maybe I'm having an out-of-body out experience. Then I began thinking, oh my goodness, what if my body becomes cold? What if I become brain dead? Sometimes knowledge can be destructive. So what if I become brain dead? What's going to happen? So I began complaining and pushing him because I want to go back. It was as real as it sounds. You know, I'm sure he was getting a little agitated. And then he, 
He opened my eyes and I saw a vision and I, two, I saw two saints and they were discussing my encounter and they were saying, this is not an out of body experience, it's a dream, so he'll be okay, he will not have any issues. And that is not to mean that when people have out of body experiences as the spirit leads or wills, then they have a problem. It was just my unbelief at the time. May you never have such issues when the Lord takes you to heaven. And, and I believe in this day, this day and age, even as I'm talking, the grace has been released that many of you, your eyes will open in the realm of the spirit and you begin seeing beyond. Because this is, the, this is the last day anointing we need to look at. So anyways, long story short, I'm saying that for the second time. This angel I was moving with showed me a building. And this building, I was surprised. I saw that the building was half done. It was half done. Now, I didn't ask him because I was afraid it was huge. You know, when he appeared the first time, I just felt a huge presence behind me in my back. And this huge presence was doing nothing. I freaked out because I was studying. You know how you can see behind, but you're looking ahead? That's how cocky the realm of the spirit can be, you know? And then, um, I didn't know. I thought, my good Lord, this angel, Father, may he go get my money. All my enemies, you know? I, I didn't know what to do because I had no revelation. <laughs> so it was huge and a, li a little scary. And the next time he appeared to me, I was waking up and he filled the room with his wings and his, his body. See, angels are, can be that huge, okay? And so I was walking next to him, and then I'm in heaven, and I'm a fan of everything that happens there. So I'm just smiling at everything. Then I see, I see this, I, I see this building. It's it's really huge. It's it's it, it's it's nothing like I have ever seen. But then I noticed it was incomplete, and I couldn't ask him because I was still getting acquainted with him. I was a little bit afraid. And then he said. This building represents the work of the ministry and of the gospel that is going on in the world. And the more people, and the more people get saved, the more the building is being completed. And true to that fact, I noticed in the Bible that Jesus Christ is called the chief cornerstone. That means it's a foundation. And then we are all called living stones who are being built up into, the, in, into, into a building, the body of Christ. So... There has to be a place, a fullness, a measure that the faith and the body of Christ has to come to before the end comes. But then, let me also encourage you. You see, it's in moments like this when children of God are designed to shine. Why? Because the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It says, he was in the beginning with God, and beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. It says, in him was light, and the light was the life of men. And then it says, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So the light is designed to shine in the darkness. Sometimes you can't tell when the light is shining until it manifests in a dark place. See, God did not call you just to light up. When you read the scriptures, the Bible says to shine, not to light up. There's a difference. And there are a lot of people who are lighting up, but God wants you to shine. He says you are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill. See, for everybody to see. And then he says, let your light, Matthew chapter 5, let your light so shine among men that they may see your works. Stop hiding your faith. It's time for people to see people who believe. It's time to stop just posting every, fun, any, every funny meme and just be serious about the work of God. And as you are here, some of you are going to be getting direction towards your destiny in this meeting.
You are in the right place because God designed for you to be here. Some of you are going to get more clarity about what God wants you to do. Because this is an era of, pur- of purpose. It's an era of power. Some of you are going to start walking in such power. You have no reason to fear anybody. The Bible says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him, our trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowl and from the pest, perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. He says, He shall be your truth and buckler. Then He says, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness. Then He says, A thousand shall fall at your side. They are not touching you, they are falling. Get it? He says, A thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand but it shall not come near you see it says only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked somebody shout hallelujah Hallelujah. says because you have made the lord to be your refuge even the most high your dwelling place no evil shall be for you for he shall give his angels charge over you They shall keep you in all your ways to the level that you won't even dash your feet against a stone. We need to awaken to the supernatural. Are you listening to me? We need to be awake to the supernatural. Because you need it. You cannot be an unbelieving believer in this day and age. When we stand and say, an angel appeared to me. Ah, I'm on, I'm an angel. <laughs> unbelieving believers. And then sometimes the angels that God has given you are just looking. I've only said all these things to tell you, brothers and sisters, that it's time to shine. Give your neighbor a high five. Tell them it's time to shine. One time, when I was at Unza, there was a a very bad demonstration. It It was called Black Friday. And then... The cops came. They were just arresting anyone they would find. The cop came, looked at me. I was afraid. He looked at me. And he just passed and arrested the next guy in the next room. I'm telling you, this is the stuff that's going to begin happening. The Bible says the world is awaiting the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. Say, I am the one. We are designed to shine in darkness. When everybody is saying, you can't do this, the Bible says, when there's a casting down, you shall say, there is a lifting. That's our calling. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. But as it is, the shallow end is beginning to appear deep. Let me show you something. Related to love, let me bring it a little bit closer. Let me bring it home. Some of you may be wondering, when are we going to start talking about the main issue? <laughs> let me bring it home. Now, I'm going to have to use the measure of divorce for purposes of learning on love in order that we see just how the deep end is deeper because we underestimated it. So that we also understand how the shallow end is deep. Are you ready? As of the 30th of August 2017, the Zambia Daily Mail recording 
from the courts stated that Zambia recorded as of 2017, 28,101 divorces. That's in Zambia. That's just between January and August. Now, I've done a little bit of internet law, and I can tell you that it means by the end of the year, there were more. That also means that, that also means that there are many cases which were still in court, some were pending hearing at the time they were making the, the record. So by the end of the year, it's possible that we could have even about half of the number that is stated. Let me get into details. Okay, I'll read some of the statistics just so that you can understand how deep the shallow end has become. And then we'll get to the deeper end and discuss a few things we need to do. Are you ready? The Eastern Province had the highest number of divorces during the period. With 5,889 cases. And cruelty was the major cause. Cruelty. <laughs> that may not be the correct word. Okay, let's move on. Western province recorded the second highest number of cases with 5,537. Adultery, cruelty, and conjugal rights disputes were amongst the major issues. The Copper Belt had 3,764. The major cause adultery and desertion. Lusaka had 3,325. The major cause included lack of proper marriage counseling. Interference from friends and family members. <laughs> as well as poor communication. When, when people begin to become very busy, their relationship become virtual. Relationships for on WhatsApp. You may communicate with a person, but there's something different about, about having audience with an individual. And let me encourage all of you who are in ministry. Don't just say, no, let us meet uh, on WhatsApp. There's a place for that. Make use of that. But the Bible says, it is good. Let us not forsake the gathering together, the assembling together as the habit of some is. Some people use technology in order to avoid, to, to, to circumvent the word of God. But we need each other because we are not a virtual body. We are not a computer or a CGI. We are not a hologram of Christ. We are a body of Christ. Praise the Lord. So there's a place for meeting. Make sure you attend the meetings. There's a blessing in being together with fellow believers. And I will not get into the revelation of the oneness, but it's key. But the same thing is happening in, in, in families. They only see each other late at night. They don't have time for each other. So you find these things become inevitable. Are you listening to me? Lack of proper counseling also just shows how much people avoid mentorship. Because if you read some of this material like we write, you can avoid a lot of things. There's a reason why God gave us, the Bible says, he gave some for the, for the building of the church. We, we men of God are not sent to the world. We are sent first to the church. That's our first ministry, to edify the body of Christ. So when you have a minister, a man of God, a mentor, remember they are sent to the body of Christ. So whatever message they have, you run with it, you receive it. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so um, we move on. 
we were at Lusaka. Walusaka, walusaka. Interference from, from family members. I'm sorry, I have to talk about this stuff. The Bible says a man shall leave his father and mother and shall unite with his wife and the two shall become one. There's a reason why God in his, in his wisdom said the man should leave the village. There's a reason. It just doesn't mean the physical house. It means interference has to be broken off. That's very important. You must learn to protect the spouse that God is going to give you, even from your family members. Did you know that Jesus Christ protect us, protect, protected us from the very wrath of God? Because he understood and he loved us. We had a human being, we had a God become a human being. So the Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 4, he's able to understand our weaknesses. Maybe God, God in his purest form as God may not understand our weaknesses. But Jesus was a human being. If God had not yet become a human being, then his judgment would have been harsher. But he became like a normal human being. And he had to go through the life that we went through. The reason why Moses could not be appointed as high priest was because he had no experience of slavery. The Bible says to make the captain fit, he had to go through suffering. Moses would not understand their issues. So Aaron had to be raised because he was one of them. This is why we have Jesus who understands our weaknesses and is able to represent us before God properly. And this is why the Bible says a man shall live and shall unite, understanding the person. Not your grandmother just comes from um, Chimena Lubafu <laughs> and starts talking about the meals that you liked and your wife does not cook them and she doesn't know how to cook. If you chose a slay queen, that is your issue. And if oh. <laughs> And if all she's able to do is cut newspapers, put tomato and onion and save you, you have to buy it. Listen, listen. The woman a man chooses is a reflection of the glory of his wisdom. But the person she becomes after he stays with her is a reflection of the glory of his heart. This is why Jesus Christ has to make sure that we are without spot or wrinkle before he comes because we must reflect his heart. But then at first we would not understand why he would go for a wayward bride because he was using his wisdom. Sometimes we don't understand wisdom at, at inception, but eventually as he's perfecting us, we begin to look more like him. As we look into the word of God, we are being turned into the same image from one degree of glory to the other till we reach the dimension called John 4, 1 John chapter 4, which says, as he is in heaven, so are we in this world. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you protect family interference. No, your mother just can't budge in from nowhere and start talking about, oh, this house, eh, okay, but I'm going to go to dusty. It's not possible. And as you are growing, you must be very careful with this. Sometimes there are issues that I've been noticing that have been going on. I'm talking to my generation. I'm writing you letters. So that when you, when, it's easy when you are David to say, oh, no, so is difficult. But when you become so yourself, what are you going to do to the David? So, 
You have to learn this wisdom, not just in the head, but it must be practical. You've not helped. You've not, and this has been happening a lot. You've not helped in the grooming of a child at all. Some man somewhere came and took responsibility over the child. Then just because you're an uncle somewhere, you don't know even what the other man does. You come and charge 50 pin. <laughs> oh, I thought I would get some support just right here. I am talking to the uncles to be here. There are some of you, you even have uncle faces. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with people charging Lowola. But there's a difference between charging Lowola and testing someone's financial muscle. <laughs> As in some of these brothers, although they're not shouting amen, I'm helping them out just right here. <laughs> brothers, can I hear? Oh! <laughs> May the uncle spirit never be your portion. Southern province had 2,873. The major cause of divorces was extramarital affairs. <laughs> what more does your wife have? What is it that your wife has, doesn't have, that you have to look in a chumbumunsholol or somewhere? <laughs> well, let's talk about it. They are made the same way. But you see, this is what the spirit of lust also does. Because we don't understand how deep the shallow end has become. Look at these numbers. That's how deep the shallow end has begun. Let me show you how deeper the deep end is. The Bible says, professing to be wise, they became fools. And they gave up the glory. I'm, I'm quoting Romans 1. <laughs> and they gave up the glory of the eternal God to their vile passions. So women left the proper use of their women and went, uh, and went for abominable things. And then men also left, they burned with passion within themselves. They, they, they lungulad with passion within themselves and began to lust for one another. You see, you see, oh my goodness, should I say some things? Someone said, don't spare us, Pastor. I feel like I've been called to this generation. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I feel like Kokolani Pon? Now, listen. Okay, listen. The moment that a person gets bored of the natural use of things and begins desiring more with regard to sex is a sign that it is not just a desire. It has become a spirit of lust. That means that the spirit of lust has increased. And in some places, the spirit of lust has overtaken the whole nation that they've changed their law and allowed some of these things. So it means a spirit. There are some people, look, I am a counselor and I've counseled about three married men who, because they had a masturbating attitude, you see, when they got into their marriage, even after they meet their wives, they still want, they thought maybe when I marry, these things will end. But they never knew that there was a deeper end. They were dealing with the spirit. 
So the thing followed them in the marriage. And that's what the spirit of lust does. It keeps you wanting more and more without getting satisfied. But proper intimacy can bring you satisfaction. Are you listening to me? And so this is, this is, this is where it begins to go. When people are divorcing because of extramarital affairs, why? With a beautiful child and children and a nice house, you still went out. And some of you, if he's not faithful to you now, if you are sleeping each other now, he is not, he is not faithful to God, she is not faithful to God. That's a Sigi now. That there will just be a part two as we go on. The way the singles are enjoying this. <laughs> I'm sure they're just like, my neighbor's same one. It could be hard, but there's a place for discipline. And the Bible says the same God who has given you power has also given you the spirit of self-control. It's not just fire, fire. It's also fire, don't go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, I'll skip some just so that we can finish. Northwestern province had 1,652 cases with mistrust and poverty being the major causes. <laughs> mistrust and poverty. But you see, poverty must not be a reason why two people separate. Because marriage is deeper than wealth. There's always a way. God will keep you. <laughs> Somebody was asking a question. What happens if a man is getting less money and the woman is getting more money? Who has married who? <laughs> and now let's talk about it. Let me give you some wisdom in this area. You see, as the days have been going, we have to be very wise. The Bible says to be as cunning as serpents, but as harmless as doves. So we've reached a place where, there's a song I wrote. It says, uh, they said I used to be the sharpest kid at high school, but I do not feel it anymore. Maybe it's probably because the lecturers I'm having, I only try to prove that I know less. Then I said, but that is not absolutely true. Because there's a girl in all my classes that seems to know just about everything we're taught. So imagine you're with this girl. She's always beating you. You study like this, she beats you. You study like that, she beats you. Even when you study, she beats you. We had a girl like that in our class. Even at Ziale, she followed us and beat, beat us. <laughs> She's just... I don't know why her name was not Beatrice. Okay, so... <laughs> And so, let's imagine this Beatrice, you are in the same class with her. Then you fall in love with her, but last you just fall in love with her. <laughs> you have passed, but it is well. You have passed, but it is well. 
you, but you have passed. But it is well. You go to look for a job together. Who are they likely to give the job first? Okay. Let's imagine by, like a friend of mine says, by God's grace. Let's imagine by God's grace, you have prayed, you have fasted. The Lord looks upon you with mercy and you get a job in the same place. Who are they likely to promote first? Based on, okay. So you are getting five pin, Hash is getting 20 pin. You are married. What am I trying to say with all this? We are living in a generation where men and women have got equal access to economic opportunity. Equal access to economic opportunities. You are in the same class. They are same workplaces. They don't discriminate. In fact, the girl-child education these days has been so overspoken of that I feel sometimes it's at the expense of the boy-child education. Soon, and in some places, you find there are more women educated than men. So that means someone said, oh, you can be a businessman. There are businessmen like Bill Gates and this guy. They just did business and they became... That's why we study them. They are a phenomenal. You, you have to go to school. <laughs> you have to go to school. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so... It's okay if the man is not making enough. Moreover, when you both make money, the money belongs to both. It's no longer just your money. It's money for everyone. You see, this is why I say this. A lot of you fall in love with people, but few are in love with the institution of marriage. There's a difference. You can love someone all you like and hate marriage. I was listening. I was listening. I was listening to... A comedian early this morning because there was an interesting title of what he was saying and somebody said we've noticed you're in a relationship but your relationship is not public and you've been in a relationship for three years and that's a very famous comedian you know I think he's from South Africa he may not necessarily be um, black <laughs> mixed and stuff and then he started sharing some things and what he said was, um, he thinks the reason why people always split is the fact that they stay together. So he would rather just be having benefits without commitment. That's what he was saying. And that is the problem of this generation. They just want the fruit but not the tree. They are afraid of commitment. They are afraid. When I was in first year, there were certain two sisters who really wanted, they loved each other. We thought these are best friends. And they were looking for a room. And as they were looking for a room, one of them found it. Then she came to talk to us. As we were talking, we discovered she doesn't stay with a friend. In one of our brain boxes, we believed that she stays with a friend. But we discovered they were not staying together. Then we asked, why are you not staying with your best friend? Oh, because I was thinking, if we begin staying together, we may have a short argument and we may go our separate ways. I don't want to lose the friendship. <laughs> so, listen, and this is real. I know it sounds funny, but people are avoiding staying together. They would rather just be relating from afar. They are afraid of commitment. That's the problem. You can't live with a person. Why can't you live with a person? Why can't you, you can't live with someone in the same place because you are afraid that you go your separate ways. Why? 
I'll tell you why. I know. I'm helping some. Let me finish this. So, that's how you work. You have to learn to love marriage, not just a person. If you can't love marriage first, leave the person alone. Oh, you can write that down and put Daniel Kairandani. If you can't love a person, if you can't love marriage, leave the person alone. Yeah, because you have to start thinking like that. We are Christians. We are not comedians. We can't share the same view. And if you believe him because he's funny and he's famous, you will cry like it was a joke. Let me finish this up. Luapula had 1,281. That's still a lot. With cases being over expectation from spouses. <laughs> ah, this one has caused uh, an uproar. So you, 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 you look, life is about live and let live. And it's true sometimes we only love people as far as they are from us. You know how guys are. They will worship you. You heard these poems. They will worship you. <laughs> Write you letters. And trash you like the same letters. Men, men have a proclivity, a tendency to your game was on top but the moment you get it this is why women you should also be careful not to just be dropping hints like application letters in an economically depraved environment. There may be a place for dropping hints. But you see, a man who gets something for free never appreciates it. This is how I spell this. Huh? Those who don't labor in seed sowing and tree rearing never appreciate the fruits. So a man wants to pursue you. He wants to, ah, kakana zona, so maintain your integrity as a woman. I'm not saying punish them. Let them pursue what and not what. <laughs> yeah, that's how some people push away good people and they wonder why they've gone. It, it, there has to be a balance. You get my point? There has to be a balance. But don't. They will say, ah, I felt like I was, I felt like I was just pushed into this thing. I wasn't so ready, you know. That's how men are. So let him labor for it. It is his lot from God. He will labor than eat. Amen. Even in the blessing, the Bible says, I will bless the works of your hands. Amen. So let him be texting first sometimes. So, but sometimes you have to understand that this is how these people can be. 
So when you expect, and sometimes it's these things, people watch Korean movies, maybe there's a place for it. But listen, at nani uriom guys uria? Uriom guys yoyoyo wine uria. You find he's so sweet. When he's rude, it's so cute. It's so cute when he's rude. When he's rude, it's so cute. Like when he's rude, you fall in love with him. Then you meet John Chimfwembe now. Look, I was reading a scripture. It says, it is, not, it is not what goes in a man, the food that makes him clean, unclean rather. It says, but it is what comes out of him. Because from the heart comes fornications and adulteries and curses and all that kind of stuff. And I was asking my question, if a person is behaving according to what's in his heart, question is, how did it get there? It matters some things you're watching. They used to tell us abstinence. Yeah. Then they graduated. They degraded. They started saying, no, uh, use a condom every time you meet. <laughs> then they degraded again, and they said, choose one sexual partner. Afterwards, they would degrade and say, just do it. <laughs> you can't listen to the world. You can't listen to the world. Expectation management is key. You have to know what you're expecting from your friend. You, you know, women would rather just sit down looking at each other, thinking about how cute you are the whole day. You must know. Don't say, ah. Space. Why do you want space you went into the marriage? Because it's no longer about you. It's about the two of you now. The Bible says the two shall become one. There's a difference between loving a person and loving marriage. And I'm giving you a challenge to learn to love marriage. Girls, you stay together now. Oh my goodness. Praise the Lord. I'll just read a few then I'll, I'll go on because my tab has given up on me. Uh, Oliver, could you just come turn it on for me as I continue talking? And then we go on and on and on. But then the issue is where is the problem? Why are all these things happening? Now, I will tell you this. this no, just a laptop, just a laptop. Okay. So you discover something that... Um, this thing is also applying in the love situations we're having. Please, when I have five minutes, just let me, because I want to stop. When we apply this in the love situation, it's also true. The word of God, let me put it this way. The word of God, it's amazing how God has designed the word of God. God has designed the word of God in such a way that everybody who have access to the word of God according to their faith, that's why the Bible says the moon shall rule in the night, the lesser light shall rule in the night, but the greater light shall rule in the day. There are people who are moons. 
and they only rule over darkness. Yes, they are light, but their rulership is only over darkness. And no matter how much the light, the moon shines, the darkness will still be there. But when the revelation of the word of God in your life begins to increase, you become the sun. Darkness becomes a non-issue. You see, like, I cannot imagine having a bad dream. That, yeah, that sister felt it. It's true. <laughs> How? Nightmare. Ooh! Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You even start convincing yourself, no, it's just when the hormone which relaxes the muscles when you are sleeping is over-released, then what happens is your muscles are... It's not possible. When I was young, I had that experience, but now I have grown, and my light has surpassed that darkness. See, this boldness I'm talking about, I know it because I've experienced it. I can't be broke, even if I tried. I was thinking the other day, do you know two reasons why I must be rich? I realized it. Certain people have realized when Jesus Christ died, he came so that we may have life eternal. And that's correct. That's amazing. But you know the Bible also says by his stripes we were healed? So he just didn't bring you salvation. He also wants to heal your body. So when you open your heart to that revelation, you begin walking in divine healing. Somebody else may only believe in salvation and all they know is, oh, sometimes, sometimes, you know? That, no, 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 that's the light. That's the light they have. But they will, be still, they will still be saved on the judgment day. But then their quality of life in this, in this earth will be different from yours. Why? Because they are ruling over darkness. You are ruling over night, over light, over day rather. You see? I also noticed the Bible says the chastisement that, was, that brought us peace was laid on him. That means our peace. He purchased our peace too. I refuse to be troubled. The Bible says the peace that surpasses understanding. That thing rests in me. Somebody can say, mm, can you be peaceful the whole year? You can be. And the Bible shows us that there are some people who are being beaten. And when they were being beaten, they were singing songs of praise. Paulo Nasila. Paul and si uh, 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 is it Silas? Yes. What happens is they are in prison. They've been whipped. Then Paul says, Bula Kalimbo. Silas is like, Are you sure? <laughs> hey, well, can you start singing a song? Then he starts singing, Londa, Londa. Paul is like, Wrong song. Put a Judah song. He, Silas did not understand. Then he starts, You are marvelous. Yeah. You know? And the Bible said, suddenly at midnight, yeah. there is divine methodology. Sometimes what looks like foolish is what God will use in order to break you through that situation. Yeah. The question is, what revelation do you have? Hey. Are you ruling the night or are you ruling the day? Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what happens. There are people who just... Yeah, 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 yeah. But I also notice, I also notice that the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, it says this. It says that, uh, brethren, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was rich, he became poor, so that in his, in his poverty we may become rich. Ha! That scripture hit me differently two days ago. Jesus did not just die for me to, be, to go to heaven, for me to be healthy. He, also, he says, so that we may be rich. Hi. 
the reason I need to be rich and the reason I'm going to be rich is because Jesus died for He paid. Don't let the man pay for nothing. Look, this generation is for people who are going to be rich unapologetically. After you are rich, you even go to heaven. That's what we are talking about, Kylie. That's what we are talking about. Praise the Lord. So I discovered, number one, the reason I'm I'm rich, that's how I'm confessing, is because Jesus purchased it. Please, it's in the Bible. Uh, Oh, this gospel of prosperity. The thing was there before I was born. I've just shown you. It's beyond me. It's not from my mouth. The other reason I must be rich is because I don't want to be found wanting when an opportunity to give presents itself. I must always be ready to give. So you find in the faith there are different revelations. Somebody may be saying, no, um, you fall and rise because the righteous man shall fall seven times. And according to their faith, they are believing God even if they fall, they will rise. But then the Bible also talks about a guy who only moves from one degree of glory to the other, becoming more and more like Jesus. Which side are you? The one which falls and rises or the one which is increasing from one degree of glory to the other? The glory does not move in reverse. So sometimes people struggle because of the level and place of their revelation. You just can't be singing, Jesus, keep me near the cross. He left it. The cross has a place. And we preach it. But it's not just about there. The Bible says he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Not right hand side, right hand. That means place of power. And then the Bible also says he has raised us to sit with him. Ah! Far above all principality. That's how you should see them. I'm just telling you the word of God. Ephesians 2, you'll find that language. Hallelujah. And Ephesians 1, both. Which revelation are you working with? Love is the same. Love is in revelation. And the reason why people are experiencing what they're experiencing, it's for this reason. There are different kinds of love, right? I'm sure you've heard of, uh, how many are there? There's Eros. What is Eros? Let's begin with this so that we get it over and done first. This is, this is love for sex and sexual desire and being attracted to the other person. And I think that could have a place because if you just like someone because of how they speak in tongues, there's a place where tongues, um, um, you need fire, you need the grace must be sufficient. You bless each other at a different dimension. So w- sometimes when you read these things, it's God who put the thing there. Away. See, it's not the devil. Sometimes people will tell you, no, it's not necessary, it's bad. And the Greek said it's bad because it makes people run out of control. But it's only to those who are unbelievers. Why do, it, although you are saved, you have it. When you look at someone, your soul gets blessed. Not your spirit, your soul gets blessed. You are single. When you look at someone... You, you honor the Lord. Why? Number one, it's a sign that you don't have a gift. But then the thing is, you don't have the gift of being single. That's what I meant. <laughs> a friend of mine thought he would go the way of Paul. Till he saw a woman of God somewhere. Then he went to repent at night. Lord, I looked at it. But you've know, we've always been looking at women in ministry. Why that one? So, young ministers, 
Please, if you don't have the gift, just come for counseling. Okay? So that's Eros. And then we have Philia. How many remember from your RE? It's a, it's a love between brothers, right? People who've been through the same situations and they've built a loyalty. Okay? That's a dimension in itself. A dimension of love in itself. And it's necessary because when you read the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ said, by this uh, they shall know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's, that's the love that's been talked about there. And when you read Romans chapter number 12, verse 10 and 11, it says you should be kind, kindly affectionate towards one another, loving each, each other with brotherly love. The word brotherly love is, is, is the word Philadelphia, where they get even the, the place Philadelphia. It's love between brothers. Okay? Then there's Toje, it's family love. The way we love uh, our family members, there's a specific kind of love, you know. And then um, uh, uh, there is what they call Xenia. Xenia is love for guests. You know, the kind of love you have for guests when they come. You show them, somebody said, um, when, when, when guests come, their mother takes a gun and points at them to go dance for them. You know, you have to dance for your, for your, for, for, for your guests. That's also a kind of love. But then the thing is, all these kinds of love, there's also what they call uh, philosia. Philosia is a kind of love which means loving yourself. And there are two kinds. There's one which develops into uh, narcissism, which is uh, a kind of selfishness. But there's one which means, thank you, but there's one which means the reason why I love you the way I love you is because I've understood myself and I love myself and I would love to love you the way I love myself. So that's philosia and there's a place for that. Then there's pragma. Pragma is a kind of love which is, uh, which is love which is developed over time. So, for example, the love that is between your grandmother and grandfather, that one is for qualifying. You've been together for a certain period of time, so you love each other like that. Okay? Uh, but then the one that I want to talk about is agape love, which I probably have heard about. Okay? Agape love is very interesting. Because even when you read philosophical arguments, they cannot quantify it. They just say it's a love of the soul. Why? Because it's beyond their understanding. When you read even the writings of Socrates and, and, and Plato, from where the word platonic love comes from, okay, they couldn't describe it properly because it's something they could not understand. It was an abstract love. It was something that was deeper, so they couldn't understand it. So they just said it's love for, it's, it's altruistic love. It's love for the environment and the love that you have for nature. But when we read the Bible, we see that this love is a God kind of love. I want to show you something very interesting. Get me to the book of uh, Songs of Solomon, chapter number eight. I'm concluding, I'm concluding. It's going to get really good. Songs of Solomon, chapter number eight. Give me verse six. Dwenda na yesu. Dwenda na yesu. So Solomon is writing to this girl which he liked, but she was bouncing him for a while. That's what commentators say. Now, Solomon is a, is a guy who had like 300 wives and 700 girlfriends. Or side chicks. Is it the other way around? Whatever, but there was 300 and 700. Jonah swallowed the fish. There was a swallowing. 
You know, some people say, ah, I'm playing to my chicks, you know. But then, the moment the main chick even touches the phone, oh, bring, bring, bring. Solomon had all of them in one house around the same area. Yet he ended up saying life is useless. You with just one person you just have a crush on. You are so afraid of your girlfriend. Okay, I'll reduce the volume. One person is enough, please. Amen, brothers. So, he was pushing for this girl. Tell you, guys. He was pushing for this girl, and at first she was bouncing him, okay? But then it goes on to say, and he begins, uh, they begin talking about this thing. It says, set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm. For love is strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grip. So you can tell this guy had passion for this girl. He just, they wanted each other, both of them. Yeah, you get my point? Yeah. Jealousy is cruel as the grip. The cause thereof are cause of fire, which has the most vehement flame. Mm. I'll read it again. Set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm, for love is as strong as death. Love is as strong as death, and its jealousy is as cruel as the grave. The cause thereof are cause of fire, which hath the most vehement flame. Get me to the next scripture. The next verse. It says, many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would be utterly contemned. It means there's nothing that can, a man can ever give to overcome this love. That's how strong it is. Now, looking at Solomon, as Solomon was a man of passion, you would think generally the book here is talking about eros, the, 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 the sex kind of love, the desire kind of love. But then I had an opportunity to look at this scripture from the Septuagint. You know that the Old Testament is written in the Hebrew, right? But then the Greek has written a version of the Old Testament, and out of all those forms of love which they used, the word love there is the word agape. It's not eros. No wonder it's like that. No wonder it won't give up. He says, many, give, get, get me back. It says, uh, it says, love is as strong as death. Let me give you, let me give you an, the understanding of that. When you read Proverbs chapter number 30, there was a man named Aga, and I believe the wisdom of Solomon comes from there. Okay? So, you see, when you look at uh, 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 what Aga was writing in Proverbs chapter number 30, he says there are, there are about three things. He mentions about three things which do not get satisfied. Then he talked about, among one of the things that he talked about, I think it's Proverbs 30, 16, he talks, about, he, talks, he talks about death, the grave. The grave does not get satisfied. Let me explain what that means. It means death does not say, I have eaten enough people. It just keeps drinking in. It can take a very adult man, can take a middle man, Take a baby who's not yet born. It never gets satisfied. It just keeps wanting. It just keeps wanting. Then he's comparing the strength of love to death. So the kind of strength he had is like that of death, which from age five, it just comes. It's never satisfied. It's never satisfied. It just wants to keep getting. It just wants to keep getting. That cannot be eros. That cannot even be a, 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 a failure. That cannot be even stoje. That only can be agape, the God kind of love. Are you listening to me? Yes, the grave does not get satisfied. The barren womb 
It says the earth that is not filled with water and fire that says not. That also means a wildfire. And he compares this kind of love, number one, to the grave. It keeps wanting to get. It never gets satisfied. No wonder they kept wanting each other. Even though there were these people just wanted, because there was a kind of love that was being experienced and could not experience and could not be resisted. Why? Because God was trying to paint a picture of Jesus Christ and the church. It's a kind of love that keeps wanting. It keeps giving. It keeps getting. It keeps getting like death. But we know in the New Testament that love is stronger than death because love overcame death on the cross. So you cannot read it like that in the New Testament. In the New Testament, you have to read it as love is stronger than death. And it's jealousy. It's more demanding than the grave. Because we saw it. Jesus Christ overcame death on the cross. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. It's the God kind of love we are talking about. It's like a fire it keeps consuming. Now when you read the book of John chapter number 21, there's a very interesting scripture there. I think it's verse 15. You can give me that. Jesus Christ, I'm concluding, he's having a conversation, he's having a conversation with, 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 with Peter. And when he's having a conversation with Peter, he begins to tell him, uh, so when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? He saith unto him, yeah, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. See, he knows Jesus, I love him. Now, it gets interesting. He saith unto him, feed my lambs, go on. Then he says, he saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my sheep. The Lord responded, go on. Then he said unto him the third time, now he's bothered. Mm? Is the Lord trying to say we don't love him? Because he keeps asking. When you read it from the Greek, it's very interesting. When the Bible says Jesus Christ asked him, do you love him? Lovest thou me? The word there is agape. Peter, agapeest thou me? <laughs> but Peter's response is, yes, Lord, I filio thee. That means Peter was saying, I love you like a brother. Jesus Christ asked again, Peter, agapeest thou me? Peter said, ah, I can be very That kind of love me I don't have. Jesus me, I just love you like a brother. He was, I'm sure he tried, but he couldn't agape the Lord. Why? Because the Bible says in Romans chapter number 5, verse 5, for the Holy Spirit has shed the love of God abroad our heart, has shed agape. Look, you cannot have agape love if the Holy Spirit has not given it to you. That means this kind of love is only for believers. Because if a person has not had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, they cannot agape someone, even if they tried. And at that point, Peter could not love Jesus Christ unconditionally. No wonder he told him immediately afterwards that when you were young, you go wherever you wanted. But when you've grown up, someone will take you wherever they want you to go and you shall not deny it. Why? Because he reached a place where he loved the Lord Jesus Christ even up to death. He was, in fact, when they were crucifying Peter, he said, don't crucify me like my Lord, I'm not worthy. Crucify me upside down. That's how much it became a fun. The Peter who was denying Jesus Christ three times this time, he stood up and preached the message and 3,000 got saved. Why? Agape was at work in him. This is the reason why a lot of people are undergoing separation and divorces and all that kind of stuff. Because 
the agape of God, which is unconditional, which wants to keep giving and getting, has not been shed abroad their hearts. Somebody may say, but we have seen Christians doing this same thing, and some of them are our leaders. I will tell you this. We are all being perfected in the message of God. We are all being perfected. Sometimes you have difficulties believing that God can provide for you. It doesn't mean he can't. It just means you are still being perfected in that message. But I believe this is a generation of perfection. God is bringing us to a perfection even in agape love. Guess what the Bible says in Romans chapter number 5, verses 26. Husbands, it doesn't say filio your wife or uh, eros them. It says agape your wives. That is what is going to preserve this generation. That is how deep the deep end is. The deep end demands that we love like God. When we love like God, we will build relationships that last. We will build marriages that last. We will build family institutions that are here to stay. This is why it's dangerous to want to marry someone who cannot have agape kind of love. Because the Holy Spirit is not in their chest like you. They can't love you the way God loves you. It's dangerous. Are you listening to me? And once we begin living in that, in that place of agape love, meaning this thing, it's God who's making me love like this. It's God who's making me want you consistently like this. There's no kind of, I ran out. You will run out of love. How do you run out of love? It's a liquid. Yeah, I left Kapiechepa, baby. Some of these weaknesses, when people start telling you weaknesses before the relationships, no. There are some weaknesses, let them go for help first. Extra time or not, there has to be love. It's there, it just wants to give. It's stronger than death. It's, more, it's jealous, it's more cruel than the grave. That's what we need in this generation. Lift your hand and say, I'm filled with the love of God. Hallelujah. I have finished. Now, thank you.